Hey, I'm Chrissy. And I'm Carrie. And we are Status Status Macabre. Right. It's all macabre. All day, all, all day, long. day, every day. Yes. So we, and I know you guys don't know this, this is why I'm sharing. We have had the least amount of minutes that we've dealt with technical issues today than, woohoo, than ever. Is that fair to say? That is fair to say. And so I don't want to talk about technical things just in case we I'm jinx, just, it. jinx it. I'm just, I just, I'm happy. I'm Me so too. fucking happy. And um, I wanted to say before yep. we get into Anything? today's podcast, that I have noticed Mm -hmm. we have received some emails and we've also received some comments on Facebook to some of our posts. Yes, we did. I saw. Yeah. And I just, and I just wanted to say you guys have no idea how it makes us feel. It's so exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm super glad that um, people are actually listening to us. I know. I know. It would be really embarrassing if we had like no one listening. It would be, but so I would to the five still people have that like us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Please Brian. don't stop. <laughs> we need you. We need you. <laughs> I'm super excited. Yes. Today has been like a crazy day too for me. I was so tired. Yeah. So, you know, so tired. Okay. So I'm going to spill the beans. You know why it is? You know why it is? So Chrissy and I do this keto thing every so often. Yeah. And we are now on, well, I'm officially on day two because I jumped off the wagon. Yeah, you did. I jumped away off <laughs> the <suck>. wagon. <laughs> and so... Um, it's like it zaps you. A week and a half for me. Yeah. Because I jumped off the wagon Wednesday when we when it was St. Patty's Day. Well, that's not a week and a half. What is it? That would be like six days. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like. That's I mean, fair. you know what? Okay, <laughs> Chrissy's weeks maybe a week and a half. <laughs> Look, it's Chrissy time. All the time, every time. All the day, every day. <laughs> so, so I did want to. Is there? I don't think there's really any other business other than you guys, please continue to listen to us. Give us feedback. Check us out on our website, statusmacabre.com. Send us an email um, at statusmacabre at statusmacabre.com. And of course, go to Insta and go to Twitter and then go to Facebook. All status macabre. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I have people designated for each one of the social networks to like oh, put their I shit up. I saw that. Yeah. I know because I don't know how to do that shit. So I then delegated. And it's consuming. My lovely husband. It's so freaking. And thank you so much, lovely husband. Yeah. <laughs> lovely husband. Keep it up with the Twitter. Keep it up with the Twitter. Quit, quit, quit. Keep tweeting. That's okay. what I wanted to say. I was going to say, what are you trying to say there? Keep tweeting. Okay. Are, are we excited about today's episode? Guys, this one's fucked up. I am super excited and I, I don't even want to say this, but I'm going to, but this guy freaking excites me. But before we get into it, Let's I do need to... what kind yeah, of well, excitement no, are I'm, talking about? It's terrible. It is absolutely terrible. But when, when I think about like... Like, I hate ranking, right? But a very meticulous serial killer that plans. Oh, like if this guy being the worst and one beyond, being not so bad. Beyond, yeah, beyond belief. Gotcha. Just every time I turned the page or went to another site, I was just blown away. Well, let's go back. You didn't read a book or anything. I like, did not a complete book. book. Okay. Right, I, yeah, not a, so. I did. I did reference. So in the, ep- but before, well, actually, you know what? Stop. We got to stop. So before we get too, too far, too much further into this, if that's even how you say that, I need to <laughs> sure. say that <clears throat> listener discretion is advised. 
especially for this episode, because we're going to be talking about some un- very unsavory things. It's pretty gnarly. It's pretty gross. That, you know, some people, young adults, children, and even some adults may find offensive. So, you know, you guys, please just take this warning as a, it's legit. We don't say this. Lightly. And I don't say this because I like saying it. I promise you I don't because I try to remember it every time and I fuck yeah, it up Yeah, but we're going to like uber elaborate on the horrible parts because it is... Horrible. Insane and horrible. And I don't think a lot of people have heard of this dude. You know, I... Let's, so Let's say who it is. Yeah, it's Israel Keys. So, yeah. you know, just a, just a few things about Israel Keys, a serial killer um, from coast to coast. He killed people from coast to coast. Believed to have killed anywhere between 9 to 11 people. And so I saw... 8 to 12, I saw 7 to 10, but... I think it's just unknown, really, it, across the board, right? It, I, I, it, he confessed. Yeah, but only to... To, I few. think, 11, right? Okay. But it's still, the different uh, outlets reported different things. So nine, 9, between 9 and 11 was really the most consistent, okay. essentially. Right. Um, and, it, and he killed these people for over, across the country, you guys, for over a span of 10 years. So almost 11 years. I get, well, and I don't know what the average serial killer like, kills. Like, I, like from, I mean, think about the we Golden State Killer. We should put some together. Yeah, like yeah. the Golden State Killer, man. He was, and then, I mean, he killed for a really long period of time, like decades and decades, or well, and went undetected, right? right. And then you've got Ted Bundy, who killed for a, a good number, number of years. Yeah. And then you've got, um, who's that jackass in Kansas? I can't even think of him. BTK. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I could see his ugly face, but I couldn't, I don't know. I couldn't think of his burnt, or name. Yeah. So yeah, and he killed for decades as well. So it's almost like, I guess this guy was very consistent though. Well, so I'll tell to you. To some degree. He, he very much lived a double life. And so I'm going to give away some of the goods now because I feel like it's important in order to follow the story. Okay. Yeah, so, I'll shut up. No, no, it's, it's fine. He very much lived a double life, right? He was a father. He was a boyfriend slash, what do you call living husband? What is not, you're not married, but you're common law. Common law? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he worked in the community, but he was also a killer. He was a bank robber. Robber. He <laughs> He was a bad he, guy. He was a bad guy. He performed uh necrophilia. Oh, that is always the grossest thing I can yeah. ever think of when it comes to like killings and serial killers is the necrophilia. Who wants to have sex with a dead body? I yeah, I got Why? I got nothing. Oh my I, god, it makes me want to vomit. I got nothing. <laughs> he he also buried murder kits across the country. So these murder kits would consist of typically five gallon buckets, right? Mm-hmm. That he would bury years in advance of committing a crime. And these kits would include cash, weapons, uh, and tools that he needed to maybe disguise himself, uh-huh. to kill his victims, and and to dispose of the body. That's jacked up. So it wasn't like he was all about decomping, you yeah. know, toss them in the woods. Like he was into... Um, when you pour acid over them, what is that called? Oh, that means you're gonna pour acid on people, and it's gonna like your dissolve. That's it. Yeah, dissolve. So he, he Ew. was, yeah, he, and and he was, he just like the grotesque, complete double double life oh, again. Okay, so he killed all over the United States, mm-hmm. and he was very much an enigma for uh, profiling when it came. Uh, when it came time for the FBI's to profile him, right. and mainly because he really didn't have a target victim type, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. 
he didn't have, he didn't say, I like killing teenage women, or I only kill hookers, or I only kill construction workers, or whatever. He, he specifically picked his people from locations. And these locations... Just like wherever his murder kit was? Well, yes, sometimes. Yeah. But these locations, he would prefer not to get caught, So, he, which meant this, this was less trafficked areas. So it would be maybe a graveyard, uh-huh. or a campsite, or oh, wow. hiking, or a cemetery. Did I already say that? I said no. graveyard. But anyway, pickings were slim. And he, ha- he did that because in his mind, it kept him safe. And traveling to other states right, yeah. kept him safe. And nowhere close to home. Right. So the profile, mm-hmm. that profile made it extremely difficult for the FBI to, to track him. To track him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and investigators do call him the most meticulous serial killer of all time. And I'm telling you, I see that now. Like, I absolutely mm-hmm. see the planning, the effort. This man killed people because he enjoyed killing people. He planned and controlled his environments all the way until Mm -hmm. his suicide. And what you guys will see um, when I'm talking through this is we, we only found one of the bodies and that was Samantha Koenig's. Um, None of his other victims have ever been found. And we only really knew that he was connected to them after he was captured and started to confess. So they really didn't, they were really baffled investigators sure, were. So sure. anyway, Israel Keys would, you know, it was said that he would kill anything with a heartbeat. That's fucked up. Oh, I have chill bumps, but I'm also so excited. Um, okay, so <laughs> I'm sad. I know I'm it's so, so sad. excited about killing. So sad. And let me be, I, I, I'm not excited about the, the torture and the tormenting the victims. Um, but well, taking... On. We're on a we're on a true crime podcast well we have to have some kind of excitement about it otherwise right. you wouldn't be talking about it what? nor would the people be listening because so you guys be are honest. just as crazy and sick as we are so you know welcome crazy fuckers welcome to status <laughs> <laughs> um key's childhood so he was born in utah in january or in 1978 so oh. he's yeah he's, he's he's like our age yes he is oh. he is and he's the second of 10 children, but he's the oldest son to his parents, Heidi and John Jeffrey Keyes. Now, his parents did not believe in government interference. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we're, start, we're, starting, <laughs> off, we're starting off right. We know this is gonna be a great story. This is gonna be a great story. They were very religious and they wanted to shelter their kids from pretty much all outside influences. And you'll I guess see- I could get some, some of that, right? 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 Um, they did not go to public schools they were homeschooled and all 10 children were home births. So for those of you who don't know what that means, there was no medicine, no painkillers, no nothing. This woman was on her kitchen table or wherever (laughs) birthing her children and then like how this like visual this woman on a me too like the old days she's like my god and they were raised without modern medicine i mean i mean good for her though i mean that's a strong you know she's a strong lady gotta be and so you know in addition to this none of the kids ever saw a doctor so here's something that i want you guys to tuck in the back of your minds that means they had no social security number and no birth certificate So these were undocumented people that, quote unquote, didn't exist, but existed, if that makes sense, right? 
So they didn't exist on paper, I guess, is well, really I mean, what I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, I guess if you don't believe in the government, you're not going to get a social security number. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I don't want anybody tracking me. But this comes into play a little later. I have a lot of questions, but I think we've got most of them answered. But when, when Keyes was a toddler, his family left Utah and they moved to Washington. And there they lived in complete isolation and they lived in a tent while his father built a small one-room cabin. And this cabin did not have heat and it did not have electricity. His family very much lived off of the land. They sound like they're Amish to some degree. Right, right. It's, you know, it's... Or Mennonite, whatever. I start to think, you know, as I'm the oldest child, right? Yes. In, in In my family. And I don't know for you, but for me, and maybe some other people can relate to this, there was a lot that was on my shoulders as the oldest child in terms of helping out around the house, babysitting and doing some other things. So you really feel like you are, I don't want to say a parent or head of the household, but you kind of get that feeling where you're in control. There's a lot of expectation, I think, as the oldest child, not to mention you're the freaking guinea pig. Fair. Every first child is the guinea pig. And like the subsequent children should, you, you would think would be refined and better you know, as more yeah. children. And I don't know about your household, so, but mine were until they got to the last one. That's just a shit show. So I don't know what yours I don't like. know. My youngest brother is like by far a better person oh. and like smarter than I am. So. <laughs> so but as the oldest boy, right, mm-hmm. Keys re- learns how to do pretty much everything that, he's, that his father does. He knows mm-hmm. how to hunt. He can find, kill, find, capture, kill, and dress game to feed the family. He's sort of the man of the house or the quote unquote father figure Mm -hmm. because his own father was either building the cabin, working down the mountain, collecting wood to build this cabin, or he was out in the wood praying, out in the woods praying. And he would be out in the woods praying for hours. And so Israel was or his dad, his dad. Oh, okay. So that's why he kind of felt like quote unquote, a father figure. Okay. Understood. And the man of the house. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. So while they were there, Key's parents left the church of Latter-day Saints and they became fundamentalist Christians and they joined a white supremacist church. Oh my God. It just gets better, right? Doesn't it just get better? I'm telling you. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) And... And, oh my God. <laughs> be Christian, but um, only for white people. Yeah. What is wrong with these people? Yeah. It just. Holy shit. That is horrible. It gets crazy and crazier. Although <sighs> I will say, I did not find any inkling, okay? Uh-huh. I didn't find a- and sentence anywhere that suggested that his parents uh-huh. beat, molested, abused, whatever him. Well, no, they just fucked so, him up but in his head. He clearly. Of their beliefs. Their period. beliefs. And, you know. This is likely some, this is, he's likely someone who may have had a screw loose as soon as he came out of the, (laughs) reminds me of, what is that stupid movie, Family Vacation, it's Christmas Vacation, and Randy's like, metal plate on the side, side. side, nothing, (laughs) sorry, no, no, it's okay, moving right along, so, so, during this time, Key's, family were friends with neighbors who were known racist at the time mm-hmm. and were later convicted of murder and attempted murder. And some of you guys, this may sound familiar, but it's the Kehoe family. Oh, and yeah. I got this information off of the ATF.gov site. 
Okay. Oh, wow. So I need to just go ahead and plant that in there first, mm-hmm. just in case they're listening or watching or whatever. But <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're, they're scanning for anyone that says ATF.gov on podcasts and they're honing in on us. I promise you. <laughs> you were so paranoid. I, I am. It. I am a little paranoid. Oh God, um, y'all have no idea. Okay. Um, and so there, there were there were two brothers who were devoted members of the Aryan People's Republic, and I hope I, I never say that right. It's Aryan, right? Yeah, that's right. Which is an, a white supremacist organization. And you guys, these Ugh. these guys were the creepiest of the creepiest, deadliest of the deadly. So here's just a little bit of the crimes mm-hmm. that they were charged with: multiple murders. And this is like a church. Or is it just a, This is their family so, friend. Okay, gotcha. This the is the Kehoe. neighbors. Okay, this is the, okay, their okay, neighbors. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. So multiple murders, kidnappings, firearms violations, robberies. Here's the kicker. Violent shootouts, plural, with police. Oh my Jesus. Like, like, when you start throwing that into somebody's rap oh, sheet. No doubt. You're Why? Well, it sounds like you're freaking top cream of the crop you know, great why put people. This, why put these people in jail? I don't even know. I, I, so they just let them out? Well, they were out until they got arrested. And then but what I'm, I'm relating, yeah. basically what I'm trying to do is say, this. these are the people that he was exposed to as a 12, a 13, whatever year old. It reminds me of the white and wonderful whites of West Virginia. West Virginia. Except those guys were actually probably not as crazy as the Kia. I don't family. know. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. When they I wish I had a pill bottle in here because I would I would shake. You know what? We need to plan this better and get our pill bottle in here and shake it like the West Virginia mating call. That is so okay, <laughs> y'all. We are digressing. So, <laughs> Sorry. So also, in addition, you guys, they purchased property. The Keo family purchased property in Idaho, and they used this property for a training base oh. to train and and build quote unquote build white supremacists. How, warriors, if how you How many people were in this freaking family? The family, it, the family was was quite large. When we say family, we use air quotes, like as in the Manson family, right? Well, because Not no, it was like, a mother, father, mother, brothers. It was brother it was Darryl, a le- my other brother Daryl, a legit family. But they were part of a white supremacist organization. Okay, okay, oh my. That's and they they truly believed in. Gross, gross people. And so eventually in this podcast, it's not about these guys. It could potentially be another one. But eventually what ended up happening is they robbed and viciously killed, the brothers did, a federal firearms licensee. His name was William Mueller, and they also killed his family. So my point is, by saying all this, is he was was exposed to very unpleasant people. Mm -hmm. And he just didn't have a father figure or any kind of figures what in I don't his understand life that were like upstanding of any know. substance of, yeah. of any of good standing is what I was going to say and yeah. as a as a parent and a super religious mm-hmm. and as a mother yeah I just I don't I'm baffled by that mm-hmm. but there could have been there could have been some abuse there you guys but I I didn't find any I I feel like that's abuse alone when it you is. subject it is, yeah. your children to terror I mean imagine as a kid I would be terrified. I wouldn't go outside. No, I'd be in my room in a corner yeah. sucking my damn thumb. Right. Shit in my pants. Right. Well, as a child and into young adulthood, Keys really does show all the textbook signs of psychopathy. He, you know, beginning at 10 years old, he's breaking into neighbors' homes, he's stealing guns, he's setting random fires. And by the time he was 14, he's torturing and killing animals and family pets. 
And we know that cruelty to animals is an early sign and part of the symptoms of conduct disorder, which may later develop into some psychopathy or an antisocial personality disorder. And so that's, is, I think, yeah, starting fires. I mean, he's yeah. got a ton of the signs. Yeah. Fires breaking in. And and he, st- he, st- he starts cruelty. at a young age, before the age of 10, yeah. capturing, mm-hmm. killing, dressing animals to eat them. Well, I was going to say his family so his, said that's part of your job as a child right. is to feed so the his, family with the animals you kill. Yeah. And think about his compassion level if no. you have to do that. No. Zero. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so he did later say, and when I say later, he this, told investigators oh, this when he was in jail. When okay. he was in jail that since he was 14, he knew that there were things that he thought were normal or okay that other people did not think were normal normal or okay. And I didn't say sometimes. They very, he clearly knew that he was not normal mm-hmm. um, across the board is what I'm guessing. Right. Oh. Around the age of 16, Keyes commits his first abduction slash rape crime. Um, but it's never reported. He rapes a young girl after separating her from her friends with the intention of killing her, but later changes his mind. And again, this is something mm-hmm. that he confesses to after his arrest many, many years later. Right. And so when he confesses this, the police, of course, go back to the county and they start to look for any um, unresolved cases of a young girls rape and they can't find anything. Mm-hmm. So to the best of their knowledge, they do believe Keyes committed this. They 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 didn't think that he was lying, but mm-hmm. they could never quote unquote close this case because there really was no case to close. I gotcha. Okay. So and the young girl <clears throat> the young girl was said to be maybe twelve to fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. So very much a child. And her name... We don't know her name. Keys did not know her name. Oh, really? Nope, not hers. That's horrible. Yeah. So poor, and, and nobody reported her... Or she never reported that she was raped she or never reported, anything. So he her. didn't abduct her and take her away for yeah. days. He just separated her from her friends, raped her, and then let, let her go. And she probably was embarrassed and Scared. never told her family And God anything. knows... Like, I I can't imagine being raped, but imagine if you were raped by someone who initially had the intention of killing you. They were, it was probably vicious. It was probably a very violent, vicious rape. I have no doubt. And then later finding out and and thinking, hey, that's the guy that did it. And imagine the trauma after the fact. Holy shit. I can't imagine what this, and and who knows that she's still alive. I mean, she could have been so devastated. She took her own life. We we, we just don't don't know. know. Yeah, that's awful though. God. Yeah, it's that's, it's that's heartbreaking. It's terrible. It's also believed that he has connection to the disappearance of a 12-year-old girl named Julie Harris. So the disappearance and subsequent murder mm-hmm. of this young girl who was last seen in the Colville, Washington area while she was walking to church. Oh my gosh, that's even I know. Yeah. So she was, it's, it's, I hate laughing here, but it's terrible. Um, she was a special Olympics champion and a double amputee whose prosthetic feet and bag, the bag that they were kept in, Uh were found by the Colville river about a month after she disappeared and her body was found the following year. So it was just under 12 months, like Mm -hmm. 10 or 11 months that they actually 
it took them that long to find her body. That's, and, and she is, you know, an amputee. So she is a easy target. I bet he's thinking in his head and not, is it going to put up much of a fight? I, I thought at one time that keys didn't target children, but mm -hmm. he would have been about 18 here. So he was probably still young enough to wear, I mean, he raped a, a child at 16 and now he's we think right investigators mm -hmm. think that he really did um, kill this woman yeah but you're 18 you're an adult at that point right but i i think in my mind most mm -hmm. 18 year old men mm -hmm. don't i mean they they're, they're not, not messing fucking around men. with young girls yeah they're and she you know when you guys she, I, i'll post pictures of her i know there's a lot of 12 year old girls who look like they're 16 or 18 she really does look like she's, yeah, a, she's a 12 year old girl young. she looks very young that's so sad um and so Keys would have been, like I said, 18 at the time. He lived in the area, and witnesses said that they saw Keys at a house that Julie hung out at mm -hmm. at times, possibly a friend's house. I'm not sure exactly if it was a friend or a relative. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, again, this murder has never been solved, and it's still considered an open case. And he, uh, Keys, mm -hmm was a person of interest and he was never clear before he committed suicide in 2012. But I also need to mention here that Julie's stepfather was also a person of interest. Oh, why? Yeah. Was he sketch? Uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't get the, I didn't get the sense that he was sketchy, but let me, let me tell you what happened. So Julie's mother and stepfather said, Mm -hmm. you she really loved the special olympics and she wanted to continue to do that but she could as long as she kept her grades up okay so and she was doing fine for a while but before the event that happened um mm -hmm. literally the weekend that she was abducted yeah her grades dropped so she got an f she brought home an f in one class okay and apparently the stepfather kind of wrote her hard about that okay and it was brought up in questioning and and because of that you know, I don't, he wasn't abusive. He didn't sexually okay, assault well, her. that's stupid. You're but, not going to murder your kid because I got an F. But there's more. Oh, okay, my bad. So, and, and I still don't think this can, this should point to you as a person of interest. But mm -hmm. as an investigator, they just couldn't, they couldn't rule him right. out. Right, no, I gotcha. So, when she disappeared, mm -hmm. the family thought, because she was so distraught, that her parents told her, no, you can't go to this event. But her brother and her mother went. The family thought that she ran off. Okay. And so they did not report her missing immediately. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, me, if my child doesn't come home for dinner, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a conversation. We're gonna figure this out. Matter of fact, somebody's probably gonna have to peel me off a wall somewhere. But <laughs> they thought that she may have yeah. tried to run away or tried to get to this event. Okay. Well, and so I, that makes sense. It I makes mean, a little more sense, right? Yeah. But you know, the stepfather is still alive, and the stepfather also has never been cleared as a person of interest. Well, I'm sure that's horrible hanging over his head. When we, I feel certain it was probably keys. Right. I doubt, again, I doubt anybody's going to kill their kid because they made a bad grade. I, you know, I, I, I personally, in Especially my mind. there's no abuse prior to that. Right. Now, if there were, uh, there was abuse reported prior to that and there was consistent calling to the police to, you know, hey, come help us because dad's beating the shit out of the mom or the girl or whatever. Right. And nothing then, like that. Nothing like that. Then I'm sorry that 
he is a weak suspect. They that didn't is a weak suspect. They really didn't have much on him, but they, they didn't have enough to clear him. At they really did say in one article that I read on mm -hmm. one site that they really felt like Keys did this murder. Yeah, no doubt. But they really couldn't. They couldn't. Other Whatever. than there were witnesses, they really didn't. I mean, he. I'm sorry, but if it looks like shit, smells like shit, it's, it's probably shit. shit. Right? Yeah, I agree. So. In his teens, about this time, right? So mm -hmm. he's about 18. Keyes tells his father that he no longer shares his faith. And the father cuts him off completely. Completely cuts him out of his life. But, wow. yeah, I mean, he sounds like a piece of work. Sounds like a trash bag father anyway. So well, yeah, when you're damage is done. In the woods praying every five minutes. Okay, the damage is done by now. You should have probably yeah. cut him off when he was born. Yeah. Um, but he remains close to his mother. Okay. So in 1998, Keys joined the army. And this is odd because Wait. why? Yeah, he has no social security number. Or? Birth certificate. Thank you. So how did he fucking join the army? How did he join the army? I have questions. I got Joe Bumps. I got Joe Bumps. Okay. So there were a lot of exceptions Wild. made for him, right? And this is where I found the author Maureen Callahan and her book, The American Predator, uh -huh. The Hunt for the Most Meticulous Serial Killer of the 21st Century. And so this is what she believes. And I still have chill bumps. Yeah, I, I believe this. I, I believe this. Like that's the, the creepiest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. And Why? so she believes she did a lot of investigation okay. and, and she goes into a lot of detail in on her website and in her book about the, there was a lawsuit. There was a, it took a lot for her to get some information, but she believes that the FBI whitewashed this part. Um, essentially she wanted to know what did the military see in him? They made a ton of exceptions for him. Did the U S army and government have a role in building you know, in the building of this monster. Now, I think personally, he was already on the on his way. He was on a fast track. To he was. Douche rocket. He was. So she puts in a request for a military file, and she wasn't allowed the entire file, but they gave her eight pages. And what she learned, and essentially, essentially, it does boil down to this: mm -hmm. um, what she learned from the FBI witness interviews with the guys, the men and women that he served with, uh -huh. was that Keys was kind of a super soldier. And was the most fucked up guy that they had ever encountered, and they and he scared the shit out of all of them. You know what this reminds me of? It's almost like the Manchurian Candidate. Yeah. When you have been programmed, I was a, yep. And you were just we, you know, you have no empathy, you have no feeling. You're a flat out sociopath or psychopath. And you know what? We're going to use you as a freaking killing machine. That is exactly, and I, God, why do I have two pumps? Okay, so. That is absolutely so you my know. theory I'm sticking to. Yeah, it. no, I exactly think that. Signed, so delivered. So you know how they test you. They test your personality. They test your mental state. They test you from a grade level before you join the military. Definitely. This guy, in my mind, tested into the psychotic, sociopath, whatever, killer section. And they were like, yeah, we need to just, we need to make this dude, we're gonna, yeah. we may make this work because we're going to make him into oh. a super soldier slash killing machine and he's just going to do amazing things We for are us. going to program his brain. Yep. Well, did they, does she know, and I know you didn't read the full book, but yeah. did it say like what his MOS was? I mean, what was his? No, I didn't. You know, I didn't look okay. at what that was and I, so I never even checked it out. I was too. I'm in, totally going to read this book though. Yeah. Um, it, it reads to me from the parts that I looked at. It, mm -hmm. 
it looks like it's going to be a really good book, but I just didn't have time to read the whole thing before this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh my God. But yeah, he, so he, shockingly enough, he did well as a soldier, Mm -hmm. which I can't imagine. Well, maybe he, I mean, okay. Uh, you know, well, was structured, right? I, I was going to say the structure absolutely helps that have a mindset, and, yeah, right? Uh, you know, Logan is in the army, mm-hmm. and and he loves the structure. It's yeah, the that is the uh, turn on for him, and I don't mean turn on, but yeah, you know, no, that's no, the it's the cool thing about it for him, it just keeps him. You know, structure. It's the same thing every day, and you have to. You don't have to think about way. it. You get up exactly. and do it. You're a fucking machine. Exactly. So you know he does he does well as a soldier. Uh-huh. However, he, he doesn't really get into a lot of trouble. He does get a DUI, but that really is the the only thing that happened. Okay. Um, he spends some time in Egypt. He's in the states at Fort Hood in Texas, and then he's in Fort Lewis, Washington. And it's in Fort Lewis that he meets the woman that becomes his quote unquote common law wife. They live together for several years. Okay. And they end up having a daughter together. Oh God. Lord, that that's not the worst decision he's ever made. You know, it's so it's not funny, but it's interesting because he has a woman and he has a daughter, mm-hmm. but you don't really he, he really tried time. to do his best to to kind of shelter them, oh. and that's why I said in the very beginning he mm-hmm. very much lived a double life, and as far as I'm concerned. He had several personalities, which we'll kind of get into that too. Yeah, maybe he was multiple personality. It could could be. So, well, if you're a freaking Manchurian candidate, I guarantee you've got multiple you got personalities. Well, in just in just a few minutes, I'm definitely going to mention something here about about the different faces of people. Um, but he was honorably discharged in 2001, and he spent about three years in the army. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he gets out. He moves to the Maka Reservation with the mother of his daughter, and he's there for about six years. So, so what is the Maka Reservation? It's like it's a, an Indian yep, reservation? A, in in um, Washington. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so while he's on the Maka Reservation, he's there from, like I said, you know, for about six years so until about 2007. He's described as a model citizen, as a really good father. He's working for the Maka tribe. He's a productive part of the community. Like there were the tribe and the people that he worked with and uh-huh. the people that he worked for, they really, they did, they kind of clammed up when they were starting to get interviewed about him. They didn't want to add any extra crap to the, to the media. Essentially. They, yeah. they thought he was a pretty decent, decent dude. Person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, however, um, during this time, he claimed to have killed five people and I'm going to say it again. These bodies were never found, right? Mm-hmm. And investigators did not even know about these five people until he was arrested and captured. And during the, I mean, so they they never even found bodies to investigate. So he just said, "I killed five people while I was on the Maka reservation. You're never going to find them, and I'm never going to tell you where the hell they're at." Didn't give them names. Didn't give them. Well, any he didn't have names. He didn't have names, and and he knew that. Three were buried and two were put in a lake. But you're getting ahead of things, so okay, we got to get there. I'll put we gotta, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes, Tina. Pump I the brakes. So I wanted, I wanted to, you know, mention here, um, there's a Japanese saying, and I thought about it. I mean, I, you know, when I read it a couple years ago, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And you kind of tuck it into the back of your mind and you just mm-hmm. forget about it. But it popped up. I had to Google it because it popped up into my head whenever I was doing research for this podcast. And it goes like this. So the Japanese say you have three faces. The first face is the 
one you show the world, the second face you show to your close friends and to your family, and the third face you never show anyone, and it is the truest reflection of who you are. And I just kept thinking about people like Keys. Mm -hmm. We are seeing his third face. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so maybe, I don't know if you want to say different multiple personalities or whatever, but mm-hmm. he had very much a face that he put on in front of his work family and his, his personal, you know, his family right. family. Well, yeah. And then, of course, his victims saw a 100% completely different... Different face. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, no, I mean, and it makes sense. It just... I would, I would say that for most serial killers and most... <laughs> Well, I guess that applies to everybody, but most serial killers. I mean, look at Ted Bundy. Yeah. He was a devoted partner. Mm-hmm. And... Wasn't he, he a father, too? He was well, a father, he, too, right? He, he wasn't fa- He wasn't a biological father, but... Okay. He absolutely fathered Liz's, you know, little girl, and that little girl loved him, and he loved her. And I think, especially if we're talking about... I'm not talking about somebody who snapped. Right? I'm talking yeah. about like a, a Ted Bundy, a Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, a fucking H.H. Holmes even for that yeah. matter, and Keys and all the others. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, your show, that third face is the one that the They can't hide see. it. Because yeah. I think about like the times when I'm by myself, if I'm at home alone. I mean, there's not, I mean, clearly there's things that I think and do that I would never share with anybody. I don't do anything like this. Let me be very transparent there. Yeah, but, the, I was going to say, there's not bodies in the backyard, is there? No, not in this backyard. <laughs> kidding, <laughs> kidding. Um, so interestingly enough, sources state that there were no missing reports filed in connection with these five people. So again, let me go over this a little in a little more detail. So he, these five people were never found. They were never identified, and Keys did not know who they were. And there were it, no reports of and, five people missing. Right. So they investigated the two counties surrounding this area. Okay. And basically, both sher- sheriffs confirmed there were no missing reports. And so what they think, and mm-hmm. Keys was very much, oh, he was holding information to his close. Close, He yeah. would share some things, and then he would get really stingy, and, and he was very... He was very concerned about his reputation, Mm -hmm. and he also was concerned about what his daughter and his mother would find out. Okay. So, yeah. So, two bodies he claimed to have dumped in Lake Crescent, and then he claimed to have buried three. But when he was trying to recall where he he buried them, he couldn't quite remember. And and the two bodies in Lake Crescent. So, let me give you a little bit of the demographics on, on Lake Crescent. Crescent. So it's a huge lake in Washington. It's about 11 miles long and it's about 624 feet deep. Although there were some reports that were up to a thousand feet, but they really couldn't be corroborated. So I stuck with 624 feet. It's a big ass lake. And it's a beautiful lake because the lake was formed when glaciers carved out deep valleys during the last ice age. And it's, they're Mm -hmm. supposed to be areas that are really clear and beautiful. And I looked at pictures. I mean, it's a gorgeous lake, but it is so big that investigators basically refused to do any searches on the lake without a better location as to well, yeah. where he dumped the bodies. They'd be searching forever. Uh, they probably would still be searching. So so do we think this dude's full of shit? So, well, Part of me is like, nah, you're full of shit and you wanted to look big. So some people, let me rephrase that, the investigators were able to corroborate some of the things that he was saying. Yeah, but not these five people. But they couldn't corroborate these five people. And Keyes either couldn't or claimed that he couldn't remember. Like, he didn't get names. Yeah, well, yeah. He didn't... Um, 
But did he have, I mean, when usually when you're a serial killer, and most serial killers, and you know, take a trophy. Don't tell me that you didn't have like some kind of stash where you, I don't know, a lock of their hair, a tooth. He didn't have a sock, any, he didn't have any trophies. Underwear. No. I, I, I mean, he killed because eyelashes. he wanted to. He well, killed. No, I understand, but again, you are killing, and, and again, that's all part of his plan. Crazy. Maybe he's crazy. That was all a part of his plan. He planned so meticulously mm-hmm. not to get caught. And then he goes against his one rule with Samantha Koenig, and I know I'm jumping in like a little bit. And that's how he gets caught. So it's hard to believe. And I went back and I I can't tell you how many sources I went to. If I didn't look at 10 different Uh sites or books or whatever, they all say the same thing, especially about these five people. I'm already irritated with him. And I I truly (laughs) think there are so many more. Because because even the folks that we know he killed that they could identify, Mm -hmm. he still could recall very little about the people themselves. Well, maybe it ties back to, again, you know, his programming of his brain of, you know, those people that are, and I don't know if you guys have seen the Manchurian Candidate, but really you are supposed to like forget all that and like you don't remember it. And that's why these people are like super soldiers and killing machines is because you'd go kill your neighbor and then literally you just... Fuck it. I don't remember you anything You bury about it, it somewhere. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And then you just move on with your life because you just don't recall the, the specifics. And so yeah. I'm wondering if that, maybe that's why he couldn't remember shit. Could, could but be. But it does, it, it suspect for me, the fact that the, the police are like, yeah, no, I don't, I mean, I don't have any reports of people missing, but yet there's five people. I so, mean, were they transients maybe? So, well, so, he, so he would, he never... It was against one of his rules to kidnap and kill people from the area that he no, lived. No, I understand that. So he would drive to different counties. Yeah. And he would get people. Yeah. He would kill them, and then he would dump them somewhere else. No, so I it's highly that. likely mm-hmm. that he drove four hours away, sat in a cemetery, knocked somebody over the head with a rock, did whatever he wanted to do, dismembered them, and then put them in the lake. Well, I know, but home. then in that county, there would be a reporting. But what county missing. is it? It wouldn't have been any of the two counties that was surrounding that lake. I got And those are the only two saying. counties that they checked. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. They okay. didn't, they didn't, so they didn't go outside of the two counties, which, you know. Okay. Yeah. So the, the officials did check neighboring counties, which were said to be two, and to make sure that there weren't any cold cases of any missing persons report. And okay. they couldn't find anything to link him to only in those two counties. Okay. No. Uh, okay. So if he I just went, went on a tangent for nothing. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We love your tangents. Well, so if he, if he went, if he went, you know, further gone, than those two counties. Okay. So like here, Richland and Lexington County. Well, if I go to Newberry County. They, and they didn't search that. They, they wouldn't know, have known. Right? They okay. No, that makes sense. They, they wouldn't have known. And so to the best of their knowledge, the sheriff from each of those counties agreed that Key's victims did not live in those two counties, right? In the neighboring counties. Okay. Yeah. Um, and also, you guys, I'll post... So you can see the timeline because there's a very detailed timeline. I think it starts in 1998 until 2012 mm-hmm. that of where he went. And you'll be able to see how he traveled. He would hop on a plane, 
and Anchorage and, and fly to Chicago and then drive to Vermont and dig up a murder kit and kill people and then drive back and hop on another plane. I mean, he was all over the place. Oh, that's like dedication. I mean, that's too well, much work. When I say, like, <laughs> when I read Meticulous, he very much yeah, is extremely is, meticulous. Yeah. He was clearly plotting and he was planning and he was stashing these murder kits years in advance. Um, He's in Washington, Utah, New Hampshire, California, Alaska, Mexico, Canada, Belize. And he's above and below the United States borders. Mm -hmm. And who knows what happened there? Right. He's running boats. He's camping on isolated islands. There were witnesses that recall seeing him on an isolated island. But what are you going to do, right? If If nobody's wanted for murder, there's just some guy over there getting away from life and camping but right. who knows what he did on those islands if that bird does not shut up is there a bird i'm not even listening holy to shit it's like oh look the happy little birds pissing chrissy off god you don't hear that i, I do sure now everybody can hear i that do now. now thank you well we all hear it now thanks chrissy god bless <laughs> <He> had... <laughs> oh my god i get it back like scene okay so he buys plane tickets and he rents cars he travels across state lines he he really goes above and beyond and completely out of his way to, to kill these people. Mm-hmm. And he has a rule of never killing close to home. So, which is why he's been, or he was undetectable for so long. Right. I mean, he would fly across to the wet, to the East coast to kill somebody and then fly back. Right. Like he was taking a little mini vacation. Oh my God. And, and how does he fund all these trips? Oh, yeah, I'm curious. Okay, so he doesn't use... Miles? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Probably was using some miles. What's in your wallet? What's in your wallet? Oh, my God. Status the cop. So <laughs> he, he doesn't use the money that he earns by working a regular nine-to-five job, mm-hmm. but he uses money that he collects from robbing people that he murders, getting their pin and taking money out of their uh, ATM machine. That, yeah, that makes sense. Or bank robbing. So they okay. were able to confirm that he did rob two banks, and that was one was in Texas and, and one was in New York, right? Man, the ball's on this guy. Oh, I'm, I've got, I'm so glad you said that because they're fucking massive. They're so massive. God. <laughs> now, He's got some cojones. Right? that. So now, you know, we're in 2008 and Keyes has moved to Anchorage, Alaska. And by this time, we know that he has killed five people and he's committed a couple of bank robberies to fund his travels. And I'm, I'm just going to say it again, you guys, these victims to this day have not been identified, nor have they been found. And they're still considered open cases and they're still investigated. Keyes traveled for the sole purpose of killing people and to make it extremely difficult for investigators to catch him. He also enjoyed checking the news from home to see if there was anything in the media about his crimes. Yeah. And there it is. Yep. There it is. He needed like some kind of pat on the damn back of how notorious am I? He needed, he needed some sort of recognition. Oh God. Pathetic. He's just pathetic. So, you know, I'll say it again. I think I said it when we first started. To, you know, he very much has a split personality. Yep. Um, maybe he's got Definitely. those three faces. It reminds me of that damn movie, too. Everything goes back to a movie. Now. I know. Not today. I mean, normally it doesn't. I don't ever. Anyway. But, yeah, was that split? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. 
And, and he's and he's super he's very sensitive. Investigator said that he's very sensitive to his reputation. You know, he If you were so if you were so sensitive about your reputation, why in the fuck are you killing people? So here's the thing, as why much would you as do he anything to as much as he plans it. and he, like I feel like he could have used a you know, I feel yeah, oh Jesus, dude, but <laughs> nobody would have crossed his path, right? But he should use his powers for good, not evil. Like imagine all the wonderful things he could have done had he not been crazy. I maybe he would have helped you know, people in war, because he was a Manchurian candidate. Possibly, right. Okay. So in June of 2011, Keyes flies from Anchorage, Alaska to Chicago. Now, I'm calling bullshit on this, but I'm going to read it because that's what I got. Um, And he claimed that he flew to Chicago because he had plans to visit his brother in Maine. But after renting the car... He and getting on the road, he decided to take a detour. Okay, now well, if I'm gonna go to thank Maine, you. I'm sure as fuck. I'm not. fucking gonna fly to Maine or like Boston, somewhere where I can get there easily. I'm not, not goddamn Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, thank you. Oh my god, yeah, that is. I bullshit. just decided that I was gonna take a detour yeah. and go dig up several five-gallon buckets that contain my murder kits that I had planted years earlier, and and in addition to that might start searching for some victims just we'll see how that plays out we'll see out. how it plays out <laughs> like take this one step at a time one, one step right so keys comes across the courier's home and so i'm talking about bill and lorraine courier and you guys i'm gonna say it again uh you said a lot of things again listener warning <laughs> I have, haven't I? We may have to edit some of that out. No. <laughs> um, listen, listener warning here, because this, this does get pretty vivid and violent and gross. So he, he comes across the courier's home a little bit before midnight. So he comes, gets the rental car. He drives to Vermont. He rents a hotel room after he's kind of driving around and scouting a little bit. He's decided that I am going to break into this house, which is the courier's home. And he decided that because it was a ranch style house and it appeared that there were not any small, small children there. So he takes his car, parks it in a little parking lot close to the home, close enough where he could get out and walk. He walks to Bill and Lorraine's home and decides that he's going to break in. But after he cuts the phone line and he does this to confirm whether or not the couriers have a security system. Oh, okay. Yeah, by cutting the phone line, the alarm would go off. Yeah. Okay. So he decides to enter through a garage window, and he breaks the garage window. He gets into the house, lickety-split, and what he called a blitz attack from the garage into the courier's bedroom within a matter of seconds. Holy shit. And the couriers wake up, Mm-hmm. To see Keys standing there, and a, you know this man dressed in all black with a gun and a headlamp. Now I don't know if you guys know what a headlamp is, but we used them when we were in the Grand Canyon, and it is an elastic band with an extremely bright yeah we yeah light. we used those to go crabbing yeah to look at the crabs on the beach and and some of them have night. different like you know you can do red Settings, or yeah. whatever but 
If you wake up in the middle of the night and that thing is pointing at you. I'm sorry. I'm already dead. Just put me now. Because you scared the shit out of me. Put me out of my misery. Just put me out of my misery. I've shit the bed. I've pissed everywhere. And I'm I'm probably going to start vomiting. I'm going to be. Dude, it was nice. It's going to spin. Oh, yeah. It would. I mean, I remember when my kids would be like (gasps) six inches from my face at two o'clock in the morning, like, mommy. And I would wake up trying not to swing on my own children. My 10 year old did that. (laughs) It's the touch. Mom. Hey, mom. Mom. What? It's like three in the morning. What, what do you need? The- You're ten. Go fucking get it. You're good. I don't care what it is. Don't Go do it. Don't the shit out of me anymore. <laughs> you want? Yeah, it's it's fucking scary. Oh so. my god, lifetimes off my off of me, off my yeah. heart. Yeah. From like being scared because there's of that. there's years you will no longer live because of that. Oh. So. <laughs> These so, people. yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. So he ties them up with zip ties and begins questioning them about their house. Do they have a safe? Um, do you have a gun? What is your ATM information? Because mm-hmm. we know he needs cash. So he Lorraine does have a gun. She she carries a gun for protection Good and kind of, but not so much. Oh, right. So so it won't wall. Thanks, Chrissy. So he he takes her handgun. He takes a cell phone oh. and he forces them into their own car and he drives them to an abandoned home that he found while he was scouting earlier that day. So again, the, the planning, the, the planning, planning. the planning. I mean, he's 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 meticulous. He is very meticulous. So when they get to this abandoned this abandoned house he takes bill into the basement and leaves lorraine in the car but he ties bill to a stool and so i don't know why you would tie someone to a stool unless it was secured to a floor hey, i was gonna say because you're just walking around with a stool on your back now i or i mean i'm butt. sure I mean, I how you're attached i'm but. gonna get out if I'm if I'm zip tied to a stool, I'm gonna. I'm well, maybe that was part gonna... of the the plan for this dude, and he thought it would be exciting. I don't think so, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. So he, like I said, he leaves Lorraine in the car. He leaves Lorraine in the car. He mm-hmm. ties Bill to the stool. He goes back out to the car, but Lorraine is not in the car. She's gone. She is hauling ass, trying to make a break for Go, it, girl. trying to get to the to the main road, running as whoop, fast whoop. as she can. Good for her. Yeah. Keys sees this, and he chases her down, tackles her to the ground, and physically drags her back into the abandoned house and ties her one arm, one leg to each (gasps) bedpost of one of the beds in the room. Oh, no. So she's, like, hogtied. Or is no, that what you call that? I, I call it spread eagle, but spread I don't eagle. know. I don't know what I know. It's not hogtied. I know what that's. I know it's not that. I guess hogtied's like what behind your back or your legs and your arms. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's, it's uncomfortable, right? It's just fucked up. Yeah. that's what it is. Oh yeah. So <laughs> at this point, Bill, the man, the husband that's tied to the stool in the basement, okay, is screaming. You know, where's my wife? Don't hurt my wife. Where is my wife? Mm-hmm. And he's also managed to work himself free from this stool that he was tied to and this pisses off keys it just totally pisses him off Mm -hmm. he later did tell investigators that it really made him mad because there's a specific way that he likes to have things done or to do things and he plans things out and he only brings 
what he needs to commit these crimes. So, oh, so he did not prepare for this situation. He does not prepare for people to start breaking things and, and fucking up his plan, essentially. Right. So he wasn't happy. You know, Bill's altered Key's plan a little bit by breaking free. Keys becomes enraged. He loses control. He goes down to the basement. He picks up a shovel. And he just beats this man repeatedly with the oh, shovel. Oh, God. Then... He shoots him several times. And so I can't, I, I couldn't imagine being unable to help somebody that I love. Oh, no. And listening to them being murdered. Oh, yeah. When you hear that gun, you know it's over. And I'm sure she heard, I don't know what a shovel sounds like smacking against the skull, but I'm sure it doesn't sound good. And I'm sure she heard that, too. No doubt. Oh, God. And that, I mean, think about that's the last thing you hear before your fate is probably going to be pretty close. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost one of the last things. So when he's finished with bill, he goes back to the bedroom where Lorraine is tied to the bed and he cuts off her clothes with a knife and he rapes her viciously and he rapes her two times. Oh my God. Now, while he's doing this, he is strangling her to the point of her losing consciousness and then letting her, Come back. Yeah, and then so he's repeating that while oh, he's raping her. what a her. sick motherfucker. Yeah. He is a sick, sick motherfucker. And I, I mean, again, a little little bit gruesome here, but if I think about one time is bad enough, but twice, twice. and how long each time? Yeah, oh yeah, that gave me chills. That's horrible. I mean, think I about can't... it, potentially up to 30 minutes. Oh, I'm I mean, nightmares. Yeah, it's this just not awful. good. And then this sick bastard, when he's done... Takes her downstairs to see her husband, who he just beat with a shovel. To show her what he did? Shot him multiple times. Oh, my God. And while she's staring at him, he stands behind her and kills her, chokes her to death with a rope. Oh, holy fuck. You know what? The same fate should have happened to him. Oh, he got out really easy. Yeah, absolutely. I hope there's justice on the other side for someone like this. I really do. He is a sick bastard. Yeah. Oh. So he's done. You know, he's he's raped and murdered the Mm -hmm. two people that I guess he came to rape and murder in the house that he scoped out. Right. He moves Bill and Lorraine, you know, together in a little corner of the basement. And then he pours Drano over them to help dissolve the bodies. And then he... Covers them with debris. Does Drano do that? So Drano does have acid or something in it. I don't know that it does it immediately, but it will help to quicken and liquefy. And yeah. And so I don't know how many bottles he poured over them. I don't know if there was, you know, if they sat in a pool of it. That is so gross. Um, But it, so yeah, he, he pours the Drano, he covers them with debris and he, and he takes off and, and investigators mm. did say, you guys, and not that this is helpful, but Bill and Lorraine just showed extraordinary bravery and a, just a huge amount of love Hell for yeah. each other and did everything they could. They did nothing wrong, and they fought to the very, very end, and it's just it's just so tragic, especially reading through this multiple times in different ways that people may write it. Right. It just gives me chill bumps, and it makes my eyes water. It's so terrible. That I mean, the fact that you heard your loved one die or being killed. It, that, and then imagine being him. Yeah. Like, knowing that you can't help you can't your do, wife. Right. That's I, horrific. Oh. That's got to be one of the worst 
things to happen to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of being killed. Oh, it's just terrible. Mm. So, so Keys, you know, he acts like nothing happened. This, I mean, this, this doesn't even bother him. Because this is no, he's crazy. A Manchurian. Yeah, there we go. So Keys takes the courier's car back to the parking lot where he left his car. Yeah. He drops off the courier car Mm -hmm. and he hops into his rental and he takes off and he leaves the courier. He leaves the car that the courier's owned there. So la di da, I'm gonna go see my brother now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like an off to me and I go. A little detour, my ass. So, and this crime completely confuses investigators for many, many months because there was nothing to go on uh-huh. except broken glass from the right. window that he uh, busted, busted to get house, into right. the house. Mm-hmm. And there was no sign of the missing couple. They never found the bodies. Uh-uh. So the bodies have yet to be found? They've never been he recovered. Just said, okay, even I put them in this basement. And so nobody went to the house. Surely there would be, like, Drano doesn't get rid of bones. They could never find the bodies that is effing crazy but they do know that these two people have disappeared and so they at least know that there was a missing persons report put in or something so they're able to connect those this case okay even though like i said they like they only found one body of one person that he ever killed sure he did commit i'm sorry he did admit to this case during the investigation yeah and they you know they they really do believe he committed this crime. Okay. He he was able to give them details about okay. the house that mm-hmm. they never released to the public. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah. Okay. So they oh. they definitely believe one hundred percent that he committed these murders. Okay, and that's horrible if you're their children, and to think, okay, my parents are in the basement somewhere. God only knows what happened to their bodies. Yeah. They had Drano poured on them and left. And a right. pile of sludge at that point. Right. Ugh. And so... Oh, my gross. It was only Awful. about, what is that, seven months until the Samantha Koenig abduction. Okay. So Samantha was an 18-year-old young woman who worked as a barista. A barista. A barista. Is that how you say that? A barista. A barista. Barista, barista, barista. I don't know. She was, she was one of those. Maker. Yeah. Yeah, at a local coffee booth in Anchorage, Alaska. Um, in Anchorage, Alaska. Use your words, Kate. I am trying. I've only had water, I promise. <laughs> and she was beautiful. She was a beautiful young girl. I've seen, I've seen yeah, several she pictures. Pretty. She was just adorable, and she just looked so happy. Um, but she was working one night, and Keys comes up, and he orders... A coffee. And so this is just like one of those little drive up, drive up booths, right? Yeah. It's not like, hey, you're opening uh, the door to a Starbucks. Yeah. It looks like a tiny in. little wooden trailer. Yeah, yeah. We'll post okay. pictures yeah, of we it. Like, some of those. like a shed. It looks like a, like a big yeah, shed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, I think like the one up here yep. uh, by Wessinger yep, is, yep. is one of those. So Samantha's working one night and Keys comes up mm-hmm. and he orders a coffee just before closing. Now he approaches... Yeah. And he approaches the coffee shop wearing a ski mask. Okay, that's so a red flag. I think here it definitely would be because I probably would have like hit a panic button when I saw this dude coming. But in Anchorage, Alaska in February, is that maybe something that they wear? 
Oh, I guess, yeah, maybe that's cold. I mean, it's fucking cold, yeah. It's not that cold here. No. But I'm sorry, if I see anybody wearing a fucking <laughs> ski mask, I'm hauling ass. I, I agree. Like, it, you're a robber that's, or a burglar. Or that's a scary. Rapist. Yeah, right, you're Israel Keys, and I'm getting out of here. Yeah, no. Okay, yeah, no, Say just say no to ski mask, unless Agreed. you're fucking skiing. Agreed, I think they need to be illegal. Agreed. <laughs> right? Write it up. So, so I want to mention here that prior to Keys abducting Samantha, Keys did plan to use the common ground coffee stand as an abduction site. Okay, so he planned, I'm going to abduct somebody, whoever's in that damn stand is who I'm taking. Got yeah. It. Okay. You know, which we have said, or I have said, that it was out of character for him because he usually traveled away from where he lived. Right, because he lived in Alaska. Gotcha. Right, and he lived in Anchorage at the time, so yeah. he lived okay. very close. Gotcha. And and at this time, Keys had never met Samantha. Mm-hmm. He didn't know who she was. He did not see her and before he walked up to order this coffee and kidnap her. Okay. So he comes up to the window. He says, I want an Americano, whatever you order people who drink coffee. And Samantha makes the coffee and he, and she hands it to keys. But as soon as she does that, he pulls a gun out and he demands money. But he wanted his coffee first. Clearly. I mean, you gotta have your coffee. I don't know why you don't drink it. You're a freak. Like, but for those of us I don't, who do, I don't got it taste gonna terrible. Crime, I'm gonna I'm get gonna, my coffee first. I'm gonna get my goddamn coffee first. <laughs> well, this was very close to closing time. Right. So, you know, which he he knew, like, you know, he plans this, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And and there was also, you guys, there was a panic button. Apparently this panic button was ex- very close to where Samantha could have pushed it without being seen by Keys, but they believe she was just too scared to push the button. That And that's horrible. I guess she thought, I mean, maybe it wasn't a silent panic button or something, and then it, it would have know. lit up, lit up, it would have lit up the coffee barista plate or whatever. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know. I, I just mumbled a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they didn't go into a lot of details about what kind of panic button it was. I, I would like to think it would have been some sort of silent alarm. And, you know, you always, even though I know how this story ends, I had hope every single time. I knew how the couriers ended when, you know, when yeah, Bill was escaping. And then you're like, done something different. God, it's like you're watching a video that, right. you know, it's, man. So she, she, and I couldn't imagine the amount of fear that was going on in her head at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Samantha gives him the money and Keys forces his way into the coffee stand and ties her hands with zip ties. Oh gosh. So he asks her, Hey, where's your car? And she tells him, I don't have a vehicle. She doesn't have a vehicle that night because her and her boyfriend have a truck and they share it. And so the okay. boyfriend dropped her off and then he was going to come back and get and her. come back and get her. Well, it's almost closing time. Yeah. So Keys forces Samantha down the road and they're walking to his truck. And while they're walking, Samantha breaks free and makes a run for it. Go girl. I know. I know. Go girl. But Keys catches up to her. He tackles her to the ground and he tells her, look, I have a gun that's loaded. And what he says is it's loaded with special quiet ammunition. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, being her age, maybe she believed him, but I would have been like, shut the fuck up. I mean, clearly, I'm, I'm sure there's ammunition in there, but I don't know that there's some special quiet ammunition you that you're like using. You a silencer or something. You know, it's not like it's going to come out and go, pew. 
<laughs> We're going straight to hell. So, so, but basically what, what his whole point is, don't piss me off. Don't make me use this gun. Right. Mm, don't oh, want to kill you. Yeah. Don't force me to kill you. So they continue to walk towards Key's truck, which he's tucked between an IHOP and a Dairy Queen. And yeah, he planted his truck there. And again, meticulous, because I don't think he thought they were going to use his truck. But he did take off. He altered the appearance of his truck. Did he take off the tag or something? He took off the tag and he took off all the toolboxes that were attached to the back of the truck. So you couldn't identify it. Yeah. So to speak, with those items on there. Okay. Right. So he gets Samantha in the truck. I don't know. He buckles her up for safety. I don't know. Whatever he does, he gets her in the truck so she can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And he drives around town. And he starts explaining that this is just a kidnapping for ransom. And Samantha responds that, you know, my my family doesn't have a lot of money. So you're you're not going to get a lot of money. And he's basically told her that your family will start a fundraiser and people will donate to this fundraiser. Oh my and God. And I'll, you know, essentially I'm not worried about not getting this money. That is the most ridiculous bullshit. Why would he even, why would, why even come up with that bullshit? So I, so my, you know, my mom told me when I was little, if yeah. this ever ha- if something like this ever happens to you, you scream and you yell and you let him shoot you in the head because it's going to be better than what he's planning on doing to you if Absolutely. he gets you in it. And I can't help but think right there that... Well, she was frozen with fear. Oh, and, and that is a, you, that is a legit real. saying. It's Absolutely. real. Know, frozen with fear. Oh my gosh. I just, I can't imagine. And again, this is all Keyes' recollection. Recollection? Recollection? What the hell's a regulation? I don't know. <laughs> Y'all, it's so weird we haven't been drinking. Promises. Promises. Regulation. I'm gonna you What's know, the word again? It's recol- recollection. You got me wondering how to fucking say it. Anyway, this is what Keys is recalling. <laughs> I'm gonna snort and then it's gonna be all over. Crazy. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. So So while while they're driving around <laughs> Recollection? Is that it? There you go. Thank God. So while they're driving around, Keys is telling, you know, telling Samantha, just cooperate and you're not gonna be harmed. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the trauma that she like I can't imagine the emotional reaction that she's having. So she may be crying. She may, who knows what's going on. She could be frozen. Mm-hmm. She could be any number of things, but anyway, mm-hmm. Keys is trying to tell her just cooperate. You're not going to be harmed. And he does state during the investigation. And this is so unfortunate that she really did believe that he wasn't going to hurt her. And well, he had the intention of killing her the whole it, time. Uh, well, that's my point. Why in the fuck wouldn't you just say, look, bitch, I'm going to kill you and be done. Why would you, he had a you plan. String her along. I, he wanted money. He wanted well, to rape her. I, yeah, but I mean, at this point, I guess maybe if he said, "All right, you will be let go. I'm just this is for rape." Maybe it would make her calmer. I, I maybe. think Keys has a plan to take her to a particular place no, to do I what he it, wants to do I with mean, her, just... and hoping. I'm guessing, hoping, trying to calm her down as much as to he cooperate. can. So. She's not fighting him, yeah, yeah, and it's not as much of a struggle I guess. for him. That's just that is. I, well, she she I she believes it, right? No, I know. I just cannot imagine being no. in that situation. Me either. 
And then, and so she starts to really try to talk to him and connect with him into into she thinks she has a chance. That's smart. She's trying to, That's smart. Yeah. So, but during the drive, Keys realizes that Samantha doesn't have her cell phone, and this was not in his plans. He needs that cell phone so he can he can contact people about her ransom. He's not going to use yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to use his cell phone. Yeah. So what what does he do? What does he do? I, I I don't know. He goes back to the coffee place. He turns that truck around and he drives right back to Common Ground Coffee Stand. He goes inside. He leaves Samantha in the truck, and he gets the cell phone and he drives away. And not four fucking minutes, and it's on surveillance camera. Four minutes after he drives away, Samantha's boyfriend shows oh, up. Oh, shut up! Four minutes. Four fucking minutes. Because he all. I mean it. It, it's like he somebody who caught if somebody oh who does God. all these terrible things somehow manages to get the upper hand all Every the time time yeah um oh that's awful oh yeah. my poor i mean well you know if he had showed up there while it was going down he I mean, may have also been a victim could have been it could we don't know we will never know yeah. and this young man clearly has no blame in this oh, i can't imagine not poor the guy. amount of guilt that he feels either, but no doubt. Keys is driving um, to another part of the town, and while he's doing this, he sends two text messages: one to her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and one to the owner of the coffee stand. And both of these text messages just made it appear that Samantha had had a bad day and was leaving town for the weekend. After that, he removes the battery from the phone, mm-hmm. um, and he does that because he doesn't want to be traced. Right? Yeah, I don't have a tracking right. GPS. <laughs> So now, and I, <laughs> this poor girl's doomed. It's terrible. And this, and this abduction is a shit show. So now Keys wants her debit card because that's he how money. he, yeah, he yeah. wants money. But Samantha shares an account with her boyfriend and the debit card is in the truck and the truck is at the boyfriend's house. Ah, uh, goody. He don't get any money. What no. a f- But... So, so Keys, Keys wants this debit card, uh-huh. and he coerces Samantha into giving him the address where the truck is uh-uh. and the PIN number to the ATM card. Holy fuck. So, He's going to risk being caught just to you. get... She is working at a coffee shop. Yeah. I mean, it's not like she's making a gazillion dollars. She's 18. I was going to I don't say, even know what minimum wage was like. I don't know. what is $7.50? In maybe? Alaska? I, I got Hell nothing. I know. But so Keys takes her... To his house, puts her in a shed in his front yard, and uh-huh. turns the radio on and just turns that radio on as full, as loud as it will go. So he, she is in his shed, not okay. Yeah, he take okay. he takes her to his house, okay, <gasps> where he has a shed, and he puts her in the shed. Man, he's getting sloppy. Ties her up. Yeah, I feel like he's getting sloppy. Yeah, and turns the radio up so no one will hear her scream if she screams, uh-huh. and also tells her, "Hey, I have a police scanner, so I will know if if you Whatever. say or do something, and somebody's coming. You okay, know, if you try to get telling help. some serious bullshit. I mean, the, the this guy, like yeah, the balls, like but he's stupid. He well, he is definitely getting stupid. Yeah, he's de- well, he's always been. I don't know what the right word is, but he's getting careless. So he goes to Samantha's house mm-hmm. that she shares with her boyfriend. Gets the ATM card from the truck. Well, while he's there... But his, did the... I mean, I guess the boyfriend came back home? Yeah, the boyfriend was there by the time... Because when they right. left, mm-hmm. 
the coffee shop after they got the phone. Yeah. They drove a little around a little bit more. They okay. go to his house. So the, the boyfriend had time to get home. Okay. So he gets the ATM card out of the truck. But while he's there, the boyfriend comes out of the house and starts yelling at him and then runs inside to get help. But while he ran inside to get help, mm-hmm. Keys takes off, runs back to his truck and hauls and ass. Hauls and... Mm-hmm. And essentially, he, he gets away. And the first thing he does is he goes to an ATM machine, uh-huh. and he uses the pen, and pulls he... Pulls out, what, 20 bucks? Pulls out cash. I don't know how much he pulled out. Oh, my God. But he definitely is planning on using that account that's linked with that card for deposit of the ransom. It, but And so he really is going to try and get a ransom. Yes, ma'am, he is. Yep. Oh, my God. So who does he... Okay, I, I'm going to let you finish because yeah. I'm going to start asking a shit you are. questions. You just be patient. Sorry, I can't. Be patient, little grasshopper. Be patient. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> then he goes back to the shed, right? Okay. He goes back to the shed where Samantha is, and he rapes her, oh. and he oh. chokes her to death. Oh, my God. Now, thinking about the temperature in February in Anchorage, Alaska, it is super fucking cold. Oh, but no he doubt. He leaves her in the shed. Uh-huh. And he goes inside and he packs for a cruise. What? And he leaves that same morning, right? Okay, okay. Wait, he's going on a cruise. Like, hey, Royal Caribbean, I'm here for my cruise. Yep. He goes and hops on a plane to go take a cruise from New Orleans. So I guess he just needed to get his fix and a couple of dollars to go on the cruise? No. Like, what the fuck? Well, and, and he is, is leaves he... Samantha in that trailer for two weeks. He's on this cruise for two weeks. Fuck! Okay, wait a second. So I have... First, he's going to get ransom on a dead girl. Well, he hasn't. her heart. Right. But that's yes. his plan, right? Yep, that's and his plan. And then, is he going on the cruise with his wife or the You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he went by himself. Fuck. I didn't see anything that indicated that he went with someone else. He has got the biggest Yeah. So I'm telling you, every time you turn around. Just somebody would go to the shed. What if I needed to mow the lawn? I mean, I guess I'm not mowing the lawn in February, but. Any, any, like, people are nosy. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's. That is. (laughs) It's crazy. Completely messed up. So he takes a cruise while Samantha's body is in the shed in his front yard. Okay. And while her family and friends are sick to death. Worried about her. Right. She's already dead. It's just the fucking lowest of the low. Uh-huh. He goes on a cruise, enjoys Ugh. himself like nothing has, like nothing happened. So Ugh. he comes back from the trip close to mid-February. Okay. And this is when he starts his ransom note. Um, so it's been two weeks and now I'm going to send a ransom note? That- mm-hmm. And he wants the money from this ransom to be placed into the ATM account that's associated with, with Samantha's card. Okay. So he goes but to the to, shed. Sorry, I was just no, no, say, yeah, it gets suspect. it gets gross. It it's, gets gross. Well, it's suspect because after two weeks, I don't know where my daughter is, and now somebody's going to ask for a ransom. I'm I'm totally going to question. Well, that you want his life, right? And I'm like, you're foolish. Well, that's what he does. He works on it. He takes her body, he puts makeup on her, he does her hair, he makes it after look she's like been, like dead for two weeks. She was frozen, so she was completely preserved, and he oh, was geez. able to take a picture with a copy of the local newspaper, so it had the date, right? Okay, so she's holding. Oh, and he takes a picture, and you know he arranges her and prepares her so she looks like she's still alive. Now I was not able, and I'm going to do a little more research after this because we're not going to post it for a couple of days to see if I can. I don't know how gruesome that would be to maybe see if I can get a a picture of what her body looked like, but I was not able to find one. But it supposedly was looked like it was frozen. Li- no, it supposedly looked like it was she was alive. 
Like he did a pretty good well, job. Well, yeah, I guess if you were frozen and you got new makeup on and... Well, so... Oh, my God. He takes a Polaroid picture. And so for all of you people, I don't know if you know what a Polaroid <laughs> is, but it's the camera. You take a picture and it comes out immediately. They have them now. like a Polaroid picture. I totally was going to see that. <laughs> all right, Andre 3000. <laughs> um, now, she's still tied up. But, you know, like I said, he holds up one of the local newspapers with a date on it. And essentially, he's doing whatever he can do to make sure her friends and family believe that she's still alive. So he can mm-hmm. get this ransom. He makes copies of the photo. And then he uses a manual typewriter to type out the instructions for the ransom. And he's asking for $30,000. I guess you have to finance your cruise somehow. Right. In the next one. Maybe bell money. Um, yeah, no doubt. So when he's oh. satisfied with the ransom note, when he's done with it, he takes it to one of the local parks. It's called Connor's Bog Park and places it under a memorial flyer for a dog named Albert. Then he takes out Samantha's phone. He puts the battery back in, texts her boyfriend to say, hey, there's a ransom note. This is where it's at. You need to... Go, go find it. it. Right. Okay. God, he has thought of everything. Yeah. So the boyfriend... Of course, mm-hmm. contacts the local police department Good. and they recover the note. And over the next few days, and it's really undetermined. I don't know what few days is. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's two, three, or five. Okay. But Keys dismembers Samantha's body and oh, drives out. God. Yeah, and drives out to one of the lakes. It's called Matin Manuska. Matanuska. Matanuska Lake. Yeah, Lake. And then he cuts a hole in the ice, and then he just dumps her body in the lake. While Keyes was doing this, Samantha's father, James Koenig, was getting the ransom money and depositing it into her and her boyfriend's account. And so mm-hmm. he started a donation, and the community and family and friends donated the $30,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, you might be thinking, why are we just giving this guy money yeah, because in my head, it's I, she's already dead. And right. I, I feel like police knew that, and I feel like police maybe didn't say that so much. Yeah. Because they just wanted to catch him. It's a little bit of a, I mean, I don't want to say dirty, but I guess you they have to do what they have to do to get this guy oh, so he doesn't do it again. But my heart just goes out to her family. It's well, yeah, because tragic. They, I'm sure they were hoping that she was alive. Beyond hope, right? But, I mean, at this point, it's been two weeks Right. And uh, and a ransom letter just came out. To me, that does not align with how most people are, who are kidnappers trying to get money. They're going to do that immediately. Quickly. Like they're going to send something. Less than two weeks, right? Oh, definitely. Maybe a day. Like I wouldn't be able to wait. If I was a kidnapper and I I only did that for ransom, I'd have that shit already done. 15 minutes ago, I took somebody. (laughs) I need money now. Now. (laughs) So, so there is a plan, right? The local police department, wants to use, wants Mm -hmm. to track Keyes by his use of the ATM machines. That makes sense. Yeah. So after this, Keyes flees. He flees towards the lower 48 states, and officials use the video that they get from the ATM machines to track him down. Now, withdrawals are made in Anchorage, New Mexico, and in Texas, and so He's oh, not wow. okay. He's not flying. He's driving. Well, he had to fly from Anchorage to the mainland. Would, Would you, they not? I don't think you have to. I think you can drive. But you know what? I don't know for sure about that. I feel like this is a stupid geography co- question that we should absolutely I think when know. it's frozen, you can absolutely drive over. You're going to drive your car over the fucking ocean? I wouldn't. 
But you've, yeah, I mean, I think they, truck, there, that's how, I think there's a oh, whole show ice, about truckers ice that go truckers? up there, right? I think so. But. I should have learned this in like the fucking eight. No, no, it's, it's a very valid, it's very valid. Well, um, it would just make sense. He didn't take his own car. No, yeah, he didn't take the truck. Okay. He, he didn't take the truck. So he's, again, he's, he's in the lower 48 states mm-hmm. and he's trying to evade capture. And of course, I don't know how you don't know. That ATM machines have cameras, though. This guy was so meticulous and, and right. knew so much. I'm still baffled by that. Well, he put, I mean, he put a face covering. I mean, the videos that I saw, he did not have anything really that were telltale about his face but that he, you could see. Right, but he fucked up before this. So mm-hmm. the video camera at the Common Grounds coffee shop. Okay, well, yeah. He, he starting there, this, this whole abduction was... Why? Why? Yeah. It was a mess. Why any of them, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, and, and another question that I had here is, and I think we talked about it just a little bit, but did they really think she was dead? Did they really think she was alive? And I guess it doesn't matter ultimately that ransom money needed to be collected in order to help. For him to withdraw the money. For him to withdraw the money so and to track him down. expedite his capture. Exactly. Right? So based on video coverage that was recovered from the ATM machines, authorities were able to determine the type of car that he was driving and he was driving a Ford Focus. Maybe he just, maybe that was a rental and he didn't think he would be captured that quickly. I never saw, and it maybe I never saw anything about him stealing cars, right? So right. It, it had to have been a rental. Yeah, so maybe he just thought, I'm not gonna be captured because surely he realized that there was a camera at the ATM. I would hope so. But then again, I think he he's probably just been sloppy this whole time. I think there this, comes a point in every serial killer's, and I don't want to say career, but whatever that piece is <laughs> that oh, they do. Yeah. I know it sounds terrible. No, I get it. Where where they just they just know they're going to get caught, and they think it's time that they need to yeah, get caught. Yeah. Like I know I need to die. Either that I can't or you continue got that to cocky this. to think that you wouldn't get and caught. And you know what? Maybe that's maybe that's just likely mm-hmm. in his case because it had been over ten years that he'd been doing this. Yeah, so no remorse. But in March of 2012, and so this would have been the next month after her abduction. Okay. Based on the information. The based on this information of the, from the video recordings from the ATM machines, mm-hmm. the Texas Highway Patrol was able to pull over a car that matched the description of the car that he was driving in the videos. Oh, and so that makes sense. So if his last withdrawal was in Texas, yep, then they got money. Mm-hmm. He got the money, and, and they know he, right where it's at. Right, yep. they know the ATM that he's used yep. using. Okay. That, and I mean, so, hey, guess what? You've got a I'm just making this up. 10 square miles. Yep. Go pull over all these types of cars. Oh, no doubt. I'm assuming, yeah. right? And that's a great, you know, uh, plan by the police. Yeah. Because you know I mean, they it, probably had multiple, they communicated internally and probably had a lot of men out. Yeah. And I mean men or ladies. Police, you know what I mean? women, like, and men. men. You know what I meant. Like <laughs> manpower is what I meant. Man <laughs> and women power. So um, they... Pulled over the car that matched the description. Uh-huh. They were pretty sure that they thought they had the right guy, but they weren't 100% sure. Mm-hmm. And during a search of the vehicle, they were able to find enough evidence to arrest Keys. And what they found was Samantha's cell phone in the car, and they found wow. her ATM card in Keys' wallet. I wonder why he kept the cell phone. 
Maybe because of the ransom. Maybe because stuff. Maybe He's you know I can't imagine because they didn't know she was dead. Right. You know maybe he was planning on riding this train wreck out as far as he yeah, could. Yeah, I'm just thinking if I'm you know I don't want to pretend I'm him because that's horrible. But if I'm you know I've got her phone that way I can then communicate and say hey uh, I need some more money. Right. Yeah. So yeah no that makes sense. And, and that's all I got. Yeah. I, I'm not sure why he still had the phone. Yeah. I don't remember seeing that in any of the videos that I watched or reading that. Mm -hmm. But now I'm so curious. He just got greedy. This whole, you know, this abduction of Samantha and the killing of this poor girl, it was all about greed for him. Oh, yeah. Because he didn't, he wasn't greedy with the other situations as much as it didn't sound like. Or he was just damn fucking lucky. But in this situation, yeah. he did not take the time. Like, what happened to all this plan? meticulous planning? Right, yeah, he got greedy what as hell. What happened? And so he was arrested in connection with the Samantha Koenig death. Mm -hmm. And he, they did discover Samantha's body. They pulled that from the lake mm -hmm. the following april which so was he, literally that next month right okay so they he confessed to killing her and then dumping her body in the lake he did um mm -hmm. however he he's really teasing investigators mm -hmm. over the next seven months seven months about confessing to Samantha's crime and the other crimes that he's committed so mm -hmm. he's sharing some information he's holding a lot close yeah. to his chest. <clears throat> he, while he admitted to a lot of the murders and assaults, the bodies of all of the other victims have never been found. They've only right. found Samantha's, but they do believe that keys was telling the truth during the confessions. They really don't have anything to suggest that he was lying, uh -huh. but with the exception of the couriers, which were the bill and Lorraine courier, right. they, they really can't, I don't think there's anything else tangible that can link him to anything else that he confessed to. Sure. You know, remember the 12 year old yeah. uh, girl that he raped, yep. the Julie um, Harris, Harris mm -hmm. that he abducted and we think murdered. These aren't anything that they can tangibly or legally say 100% we have evidence that you did it. Right. So there's nothing to corroborate his yeah. story with what actually happened to these victims. Yeah. That's, and that's a shame. That is such a fucking shame because God only knows how many fucking people he killed. That's why. The, and you don't know who ended up being his victims. Right. It's the, the numbers are across the board. I mean, they're not, they're not like HH Holmes 200, but no. they're, they're, they're kind of right around a little bit of a range, but they're still well, sure. skewed. But you can, you have these people that, you know, their loved ones have disappeared or have been killed you know, and they very well could have been a victim of his, and we'll never yeah. know. Never we know. We will never know. Never know. You know, so capturing, torturing, raping, killing, anything terrible, this was something that he enjoyed doing. He was asked mm -hmm. several times why he did these things, and he just responded with why not. Yeah, I saw some of the videos, like the interviews they did with him, and it was... It, they were sickening because he was brought in and he just sitting in the chair, right? And he's joking around with all yeah. of the police because they're, I mean, he's holding court. 
Yeah. He's telling these stories and whatever, and he seems very intelligent when he's talking. He does. And he's very much in control of these interviews. Oh, absolutely. And you that's what I'm saying. He's holding court. Yeah. Everybody is like waiting on the edge of their seat for him to say the next thing. Yeah. You know, and it's crazy that his demeanor is so calm and controlled and it's it is terrifying. It's more, to me, more terrifying for somebody to be that way rather than out like crazy, right. batshit nuts. Right. Like we already know. We we see all three faces right here, right? We Well, we, we see we the craziness so. and oh, we yes. see like people that are super calm and seem to have their shit together 100% of the time freak me out a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Like the super calm. So if you're not a dumpster fire, like every once in a while, like then I, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I, you've got something wrong. Like I yeah. totally think this guy, it, it just, in his interviews, he shows his psychopathy. Oh, he, yeah, I, he's, I, I don't know. I'm not a <laughs> doctor or a therapist, but, and I don't know how mm-hmm. I never saw anybody ever diagnose him, mm-hmm. but he's, he's got all of it. I'm sure some of it is, is military training. Some of it is just having to live in the hellhole that he did as a child. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I do, I feel sorry for him from a, the little, the little keys, you know, the little yeah. Israel, because you, you know, kids are impressionable. Yeah. They're like sponges. And so it's a wonder, you know, I mean, it's not a wonder, I should say, that he ended up the way that he is. But it's just crazy to well, me. Well, none of his other siblings did. Well, that we know of. Well, I, that's... I mean, they're white supremacists. That's... Well, I don't... I don't. That's the one thing. I don't know how any of his other siblings turned out. Mm-hmm. But all of... Well... The information that came out, most of the information, pretty much all the information, I guess, really, that the investigators received from Keyes, it came out over 40 hours of interviews where investigators said that Keyes was very concerned and he was very anxious to protect his reputation. And he was very sensitive to it. And it sounds odd because... Definitely. You can't have it both ways no you absolutely can't go killing people and then go oh but he was a great guy right yeah (laughs) and and in order so you know in order to keep keys talking the investigators did try to keep things quiet they tried to keep things quiet because there was so much more on the line Mm -hmm. um other than samantha key i'm sorry samantha koenig Mm -hmm. so while the samantha koenig case was solved and they found her body there was many many others that weren't Mm -hmm. um and keys wanted to he really wanted to minimize the blow for his mother and his daughter's sake as well so he i mean i can understand that i mean god help those poor people they have to deal with yeah having been related to him right and and you know so he's there's a like i said a lot of back and forth they're wanting to continue to interview him so they can get additional information about the families that you know need closure and bring peace of mind to those guys but they also you know they also know that there's somebody here that they have to start pushing because he's killed people now while he's in custody uh, he did he said he didn't want a trial 
he wanted things to be over quickly. Okay, seven months. Yep, and he, he was going time. to ask for the death penalty. Mm-hmm. However, there's a couple things that I wanted to mention here. During one of his court appearances, he lunged from his restraints and tried to run from a courtroom appearance, and then he was tackled and tased. Where was he going? Was he, like, an escape? He, when I was, I listened to that, it was like an hour long, uh-huh. and the cops were like, man, you know, you, you, you really made us look like idiots because we, we fought for you to have this appearance. Right. And then you act like essentially a dumbass and take off. And he just laughed it off. He just, you know. Well, I'm sure that's why he asked for the Laughed it off and felt like that. What did he say? He felt like the court wasn't listening to his requests or his demands. And then some attorney was kind of making fun of him. And he didn't say this very seriously. He, he, because the video is a video uh-huh. and audio. Yeah. He's kind of laughing it off a little bit. I don't want to say he just laughed, ha ha ha, and didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. But he's nonchalantly answering these questions. Like, I don't know that he really had a plan. Well, it almost sounds like that's, you know, that behavior, you know. Tension? Well, that and the fact that he had to always be in, in control of everything. And he's in a scenario. To the very end. Yeah, and he was in a scenario, in a situation, where he absolutely was not in control. Yeah. And so he lost his fucking shit. Well, and so he also had to be disciplined for having picking a lock picking mechanism so like it's a paper clip oh. and floss they said so it's paper clip i don't know how this works okay i don't know how it works uh-huh. but apparently you take paper clip a paper clip and floss and you can open the handcuffs so he was in possession of that it, yeah and he got disciplined for that how that works and but. then he was considered i didn't even know they had this mm-hmm. max max detainee he was What's considered that? a max max detainee so highest security precautions possible and huh. every time you leave the cell, you okay. have two officers, and you are in full restraints. Oh, oh my gosh, that's like silence of the lands. Oh yeah, like like they're like wheeling Hannibal. you out on a on a <laughs> hand truck. Like you're just Clarice. <laughs> I wonder if they make you say that when you go out. Say Clarice. <laughs> tell you, tell us you want some Chianti. I mean, God, this guy is just. <laughs> it's you know so they. So it was a bit of a shock, okay. right? Yeah. When Keys think. was found dead in his <gasps> cell by suicide. What? Okay, I was going along with the story going, uh-huh, yeah, all right, wait, wait, wait. And so he just killed himself. Yeah, he, he snuck in a razor and slit his wrists. And then oh. to help make sure, right, he also strangled himself with, with bed sheets. But he, you know, he left behind a, clearly oh. a ton of unanswered questions. That's the worst part. Oh, yeah. And he that also... Bastard. Yeah. It's, nobody gets closure. Nobody gets closure. No. He left behind a ton of questions. He also left behind blood-soaked, crumpled pieces of paper where he wrote skulls in his own blood. And they I were, did see the papers. Yeah. there was I think there was 12. Yeah, because I was like, what the fuck are those? Are those for all the 12 people he killed? So, see, that's what I think. I think. So... <laughs> That is interesting. Right. I think, but now they, they found that actually, they, they said that was under his bed, but I think they actually found that just before he committed suicide. Okay. But I think he was still alive when they found that. And they that. were, they were made with his own blood. His own so blood. I wonder if, yeah, cause why 12? I'm thinking 12. What's 12? 12 monkeys? I'm thinking, this is what I think. 12. I truly think. What? I don't know that uh, clearly. I do believe he committed several murders, and I, I don't 
think that he remembered every little thing. I think he was more focused on a plan than remembering who and when and where. Well, that and, and but I think he a remembered a number exactly. And I really do think that those twelve skulls are, um, you know, they represent the twelve people that he murdered. Agreed. And maybe That's also like. including him because I also saw that there was eleven, <gasps> Ooh, and so maybe the twelfth one is him. him. Oh my god, I just got chills. So saying that, holy shit. Yeah. So saying that, authorities did say after the fact, right, that there yeah. were signs mm -hmm. that suicide was on Keyes's mind. Okay. He had made a makeshift noose in jail, and after he did that, he was sent to a mental health unit and then mm -hmm. later a suicide cell. Okay. And then in those cells, it's stripped of anything that could use to kill himself, like bed sheets. Right? Well, I was going to say, how in the hell did he get the bed sheets then? Well, he, was, he wasn't in in that cell whenever he committed suicide he was out of security or um suicide watch at that point oh okay so they're yeah. like all right this better. was before you know it. they're like okay all right we all right Within this is a sign he was like yeah okay. this is a sign you're gonna go get treated and then we're gonna let you out okay. um but clarity is still needed keys left this world on his own terms yeah a control freak freak to the to the very bitter end oh. and even though keys confessed and here's the part that kills me this uh -huh. is the this is the pop my fucking balloon part yeah so even though keys confessed to all of these crimes whether it's 11 or 12 or whatever yeah you cannot prosecute a dead man and he was never found guilty of any of these I crimes would, yeah i was gonna say and, he wouldn't be able to because he, yeah well even if he confessed to let's say those yeah, 11 people, right? Outside of Samantha Keys. Koenig. If, uh, I'm sorry, and um, Koenig. Then I did it too. How in the hell would you prosecute, prosecute, why can't I talk, prosecute someone when you have no information about those people? Which is why they were playing his little game. They needed as much information as they can could, and they wanted to get everything they could out there so out to the public. So maybe somebody would remember, or maybe somebody would say, hey, yeah, back in 2004, mm -hmm. my daughter went to right. Washington, and I never saw her again. Well, and what's, yeah, and so what's crazy is he would have been, there's no, he would have been alive and in jail forever had he not killed himself. And yeah, and so quality of life is surely going to suck at that point too. I mean, he would have been tried for Samantha. He would have been, but everything but else would have remained it. open. And oh, they're still open today. So oh god, that's so. I'm so sorry to all with the, the ex that's so horrible. I know, with the exception of Samantha Conan, right. right? So the FBI is asking, has asked, continues to ask for public assistance with any information about. Israel Keys travel. So if you know anything, if you think you know something, and they're using this in order to help identify additional victims right. and, of course, get some closure for the families. But they ask anyone with any information to contact the FBI at 1-800-CALL-FBI. Oh, my gosh. This has been one hell of a fucking story. I know. I love it. Oh, I my God. Love, love, love this story. Um, it's, it's caused me to do a perimeter check at night at here before I go to bed. You, again, we said, I said you're paranoid and now all our listeners know for sure that you're fucking paranoid. Yeah, I'm a little bit paranoid. Yeah. Slightly. And but, like, you know, my alarm system goes on. I was going to say, and you have an alarm system. It's not like you don't have 800 locks, an alarm system. Chains go on. No, I know. I mean, I know it makes you feel secure. I, I We sound like, you know, a sponsor for... <laughs> 
Simply safe. Simply safe. But, you know, especially how he entered the uh, Bill and Lorraine Courier's house. Yeah, sure. I think, man, how many people don't lock their garage door going into their house and have windows from the outside? Like, no, I mean, abs- yeah, makes sense. So you might want to lock that shit. So I said I do a perimeter check every yeah, night. Every night now. Don't have doggy doors. No, I don't know. No kitty doors. God, no. No open windows. Like it. My husband loves to turn on the, you know, open the windows. I swear to God, if it gets like sixty-five or seventy, he's like, I'm opening the windows. I'm like, dude, I know we're on a second floor. We are way up high, but I don't know that someone's going to not bring a 12-foot ladder, yep. climb up there, and fucking kill my ass. I know. It's scary. I shut that shit and lock it. He yeah. thinks I'm crazy. He was a cop. That's right. That's right. You wouldn't see so, me. So you guys, I, I I suggest do a perimeter check every night. Make sure your doors and windows are locked. Agreed. And your blinds are closed. Agreed. And, you know, maybe it's not a bad idea to get a two-story house. Have a couple kids. And not marry a cop who <laughs> seems to be a little crazy. <laughs> that's not how things work, Chrissy. All right, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's all I've got for Israel Keys. Um, yes, I, guys, thanks for yeah. joining us. I hope you guys were kind of like on the edge of your seats the way I was. I mean, this is a horrible, horrible, horrible story. It's terrible. But you did a great job telling it. Oh, thank you. Thank You're you so, so welcome. much. And, you know, when we post this, when it's posted on Sunday, we'll upload all the pictures as well. Yeah. So yeah. you guys will get to see all the cool, fun shit that I get to see. Absolutely. And next week, or the following week, I'm sorry, next week, it's only because I'm, I'm thinking, like, today's Wednesday and mm-hmm. we're recording early, so... Oh, when we post Sunday. So the following week. And today's only Tuesday. Is it? Shit. (laughs) Whatever. I don't even know where I'm at. It's only Tuesday. (laughs) Anyway. um, So next week's episode will be um, a very, it's going to be an oldie but a goodie. Um, I don't know. I never heard of the case before in my entire life. And so, which I, you know, feel kind of bad about. I I love true crime and I never heard about this damn case. But, um... It's an older case, and it's about some lovers and some murder and some, you know, um, inheritance gone wrong. Oh, I love that. I know. It's going to be like, you know, uh, snapped. It's going to be awesome. So I hope you guys tune in, and we hope you guys behave. Yes. Don't be causing macabre. Yep. And we will see you next week. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.